This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul-Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the State House is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. So that's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth, comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit, indypolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program. We're going to touch base with our good friend, Abdul Hakim Shabazz, talk about the latest going on at the Indiana State House. Just eight days left to go before session wraps up. All sorts of big bills being negotiated between the House and Senate. So, Abdul, one of the best. No, he, he is probably the best in the business. Going to uh, stop by to tell us a little bit about some of the big bills. Let's get right to it. Our conversation with the one and only Abdul. Abdul, how's it going? Uh, never knew a black man could be so happy. So. <laughs> you are always so happy. What is go- <laughs> what what is going on today at the state house? Uh, well, uh, as of today, we'll have have about a week or so left before lawmakers adjourn, uh, which means a lot of time will be spent in negotiations and conference committees, working out differences uh, between House and Senate bills where there are uh, substantive differences. And so uh, that is where we are right now. It's just a, a lot of negotiation, a, a lot of back and forth. Think of it as a, the last, go back to your college days. It's, uh, it's the last week of final. All right, so let's get to some of the big topics. The roads funding bill, where are we at with that? Well, right now, uh, lawmakers are still trying to work out their differences on road funding. The, for example, you know, the, the House uh, has a 10 cent increase in the gas tax. They also shift all the sale, the remaining sales tax on gasoline uh, to roads and road funding. There are also uh, some other user fees. Uh, the Senate uh, taking a bit of a different approach. They have a 10 cent gas tax, but it's phased in over a couple of years. Uh, but there is no shift in the sales tax on gasoline. They just use the existing revenue. And so the big question was we had this week was would the state revenue forecast, which lets the state know how much new money, new dollars it'll be bringing in over the course of the next couple of years, how much would that impact? Uh, the dynamics in the discussion, but the dollar amount, uh, just a couple hundred million dollars, was so small uh, that both the House and the Senate have said, you know, that's not enough to make really make a difference one way or the other because the state's only bringing in a couple hundred million bucks. Now, if we're talking five, six hundred million, 
then definitely the, the needle moves. Uh, so with that, like I said, just that $200 million projected, and that's what's important to remember, that this is a projection. Just based on what we've seen so far, sometimes it could be more, sometimes it could be less, uh, that lawmakers are dealing with. And by the way, uh, they also just got word the other day that DCS needs about uh, you know, $100 million to get statutorily where it needs to be to keep the number of caseworkers in place uh, to deal with kids who are you know, in foster and protective care, which has only been exacerbated by the heroin opioid abuse. All right, so help me understand this, because Holcomb comes out and says this is a state that works, we're doing very great. Why are the revenue increases so low? It is interesting that you bring that up, because another smart person that you know has also been asking that question today. <laughs> you? <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder who that could be. Uh, no, that, that, that is the question as to if Indiana is doing well. You know, we see the job announcements every day, you know, high tech, whether it's a you know, sales force in Indianapolis or you know, Fort Wayne or Evansville, you know, jobs being created. The, the question is, why isn't that being reflected you know, in our income and income tax collections and the way we do sales tax? Well, part of it is, is because when you, when you look at job creation, it's kind of like a bell curve. You've got you know, a certain number of lower-paying jobs, middle-wage paying, and the high-paying stuff. And the problem is the, the high-paying jobs are not being created fast enough to you know, really have that long-term impact, short-term impact, but also we've got a, you know, a bunch of sort of those middle-level, mid-paying jobs that are actually going unfilled because as conversations that you and I have had before is because of the, the skilled worker shortage. Uh, there's a uh, organization here in Indiana that we'll be talking to next week uh, that wants to do more to close that mid-level skills gap. So while the folks who don't have the skills are easily going to the McDonald's and the Burger Kings and the Walmarts, well, that's fine, but those don't pay as well as the high-tech, high-wage stuff. And so until we can get that skills gap closed, you know, this is going to be one of those unintended consequences, which is obviously you want people working, which is always should be your priority anyway. Uh, but the but the revenue collection won't be there until we can get those jobs filled, particularly those mid-level jobs, because there's not enough people to do the high-tech, really high-wage stuff. All right, Abdul, help the average person understand, because you're very good at this. They hear $200 million more. They say, that sounds like a lot of money, but you're saying that's not a lot of money. No, because remember, your state budget over the biennium is about $35 billion. We spend, say, $17 billion year one, uh, a little about $18 billion year two. So, and take that $200 million bucks and divide it. Let's just split it up evenly, you know, $100 bucks in both budget years. So you're looking at a $16 billion budget. Somebody drops $100 bucks in your lap. Um, pretend you're at home with your lovely soon-to-be wife and you're moving the couch and you, you find a dollar. That's a lot of money to me. <laughs> uh, that's what you found. You just found a dollar. You know, but but that, that, that is what it is in the grand scheme of things. More of our conversation with Indy Politics' Abdul Hakeem Shabazz. When we return, you're listening to Central Indiana Today. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. 
Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 5389 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Speaking with our good friend, reporter extraordinaire, Abdul Hakeem Shabazz of WIBC and IndiePolitics.org. Eight days left to go in the legislative session and uh, all sorts of big bills moving back and forth. Negotiations between the House and Senate underway. We continue now, once again, our conversation with the one and only Abdul. Okay, another big issue that has popped up that I'm hearing ads for, and a lot of people may not totally understand, is this issue with solar panels. What's going on with that? Uh, the, the wonderful solar panel debate. Uh, well, to, to try to keep this at the 35,000-foot level, uh, right now in Indiana, if you and the soon-to-be lovely Mrs. Kendo install solar panels on your home uh, to generate energy, you can anything that you don't use, you can sell back to the power company. So we'll just call it, we'll just say Hendricks County Power and Light HPL, or whatever it is. Now, when, when HPL decides to buy that power from you, they would have to, right now, by law, they have to pay you what's called the retail rate. Now, this gets a little complicated in the weeds, we'll just say it's a dollar per kilowatt, which is ungodly high. I know all the people in the energy industry would say, well, it's not that high like I know. This is just for examples. So what, the, what Senate Bill 309 would do is say, okay, if you've got solar panels in your home, you're selling it, back to the power company for the next 30 years you get to keep selling at a buck a, at a buck a kilowatt but guess what eventually that's going to go down to about say maybe 50 cents a kilowatt after 30 years now the solar panel advocates and in industry say hey this is a growing industry by not letting folks be reimbursed at the retail rate you know that's going to disincentivize investing in solar it's going to you know, hurt the environment et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. what the energy companies will say is hey Maybe 10, 20 years ago, when you bought solar panels and installed them in your house, you're right, this stuff was expensive, and you need to recapture your costs. Well, as technology progresses and goes forward, maybe you don't need as much of what they label a subsidy as you you did before. 
Now, the way this bill works is uh, after you know XYZ amount of time, you get reimbursed at the wholesale rate plus 25%. So let's say the wholesale rate was you know, 50 cents. Okay, so we'll give you, you know, 65 cents as, as a reimbursement. So what, what you've got is, is, once again, you've got lots of money. You've got you know, the, the sort of back and forth. But that is where that bill is. It has passed both the House and the Senate, and now the question is whether the governor will actually end up signing it. I haven't seen anything yet to say that he wouldn't. Again, our guest, the one and only Abdul. You can hear him weeknights, 6 o'clock on WIBC. You can also read him at IndiePolitics.org. Okay, two issues that are close to you, smoking and booze. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there is a matter of fact, that's what we're going to do when we're done having this conversation. <laughs> no, you don't smoke cigarettes. You're a cigar smoker, but there's a proposed tax on cigarettes. Is that going to fly? Will the House and Senate hammer something out? Well, it'll, that depends, because once again, it kind of goes back to our debate and conversation that we're having about uh, road funding and the uh, revenue forecast. Uh, House Republicans included the increase in the cigarette tax about 60 cents uh, as a way to indirectly plug the hole because you're taking money from Medicaid, and so that uh, cigarette tax will take care of that. On the Senate side of things, they are a lot more skeptical about raising the cigarette tax right now because no one is quite sure what is going to happen with the Affordable Care Act and you know, Medicaid expansion. And so what they've said is they may, if the federal government reduces its contribution with respect to Medicaid and HIP and HIP 2.0, they may need to come back with that cigarette tax and use that as a way to you know, plug any, any dollars down the road. So right now it's, it's kind of in a weird place. You had a thought the other day that I thought was quite good. You said uh, if smoking is causing all these increases to Medicare, Medicaid, Medicaid costs, why don't we just say if you're a smoker, you're not eligible for that? And that is something I want to say that some states have actually looked at, which is saying, all right, if you're going to get the, the benefit, that's fine, but you can't be a smoker. Now, logistically, there are some things in the implementation that you have to be mindful of. Let's say it's the, it's the mom who smokes, but the kids don't. Do you deny the mom Medicaid, but the kids still get to keep it? You know, how do you randomly test that sort of thing? But, but I do think that, you know, since smoking, we all know, costs the state of Indiana employers about half a billion dollars a year. I mean, there's your road funding right there that maybe, just maybe, that might be something worth taking a look at. All right, let's get to the alcohol side of things. Because which is more important to you, alcohol or, or cigars? Which one is more important to you? Well, they go together. So. <laughs> okay, alcohol. <laughs> Bosma says we're going to look at everything this summer. Is that just a big lie so we'll stop bug bugging him, or are we going to actually get meaningful change in alcohol laws? Actually, I think we will get meaningful change in the state's alcohol laws, but it is going to take time. Because you've got to remember, the, the alcohol code in Indiana was first written back in 1933. That was three years before my 80-year-old father was born. So we're dealing, and we're still dealing with, with the impact of prohibition. For example, doing prohibition, although alcohol was illegal, you could still get it at a pharmacy for medicinal purposes. So that's why pharmacists have always been able to sell liquor. I know. It sounds crazy, but it's 1933 America, not 2017. And so I do think there will be a thorough evaluation of Indiana's alcohol laws, but you're going to need people negotiating in good faith, you know, coming in at the table, willing to work. And, and what part of this is, and I explained this to my wife the other day, this alcohol is a multi-billion dollar industry in Indiana. And when you've got that much money floating around, people start acting a little funky, as we used to say back in the old neighborhood. Start <laughs> getting get a little weird when, you know, that much money is involved. Now, uh, with respect to Rickers, 
I think they're, everybody's pretty much agreed that they're going to be fine at the very least until their license expires nine months from now. Because no one wants to go back, you know, people who legally, lawfully apply for their license, did not use fraud and abuse to get it, and to take their license away from them, you do get into some due process violations. Now, what the question I asked the Speaker and Senate President today is, what does this now mean for, you know, those salons and spas that serve wine that some people are getting mad and upset about? I don't think you can take their license away from them either if they got it properly and lawfully. So I think in the at least until everyone's license expires, everyone is going to be fine the, with uh, the, what uh, they're doing. Now, the great question is what happens afterward? So, and that I still don't think folks have worked out yet. More of our conversation with Indy Politics' Abdul Hakeem Shabazz. When we return, you're listening to Central Indiana Today. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information... You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Speaking with our good friend, reporter extraordinaire Abdul Hakeem Shabazz of WIBC and IndyPolitics.org. Eight days left to go in the legislative session and uh, all sorts of big bills moving back and forth. Negotiations between the House and Senate underway. We continue now, once again, our conversation with the one and only Abdul. Okay, so help us understand this, because they really don't have a leg to stand on. Like, why would they say that anybody who wants to sell this stuff, it's a legal substance, other than protecting special interest, why do they care who sells it, or when? Actually, because, actually because alcohol is a controlled substance, uh, particularly liquor. And as someone who consumes a product, there, there are very good reasons why you want to control, have, have controls over how the product is sold and distributed. Now, the question is, where is that line? Because remember, the 21st Amendment gives the states the power to regulate alcohol. That was sort of the deal uh, to end prohibition. Okay, we'll lift it, but states, you can come up with rules. And the Speaker and Senate President are, are very correct when they say 50 different states have 50 different rules uh, when it comes to alcohol. Sometimes we get caught up you know, on the cold beer and Sunday alcohol sales, but back home in my home state of Illinois, you can buy alcohol on Sunday, but they also give the counties... Uh, the power to limit when it can be sold. Back in my other home of Springfield, you can buy booze on Sunday, but you can't buy it until noon. I guess cause that's when the bears come on. So, you know. <laughs> Cause, and you're going to eat the alcohol to curse, you know, Jay Cutler and all the rest of those guys out as you're you know, watch, watching the team lose. So from, from that perspective, the Speaker and Senate President do have a very valid point. Alcohol, liquor, because of its effects, is a controlled substance. Now, like I said, what should the policy be? I tend to take the same policy as uh, State Representative Sean Eberhardt has. It should be two things. Number one, keep it out of the hands of minors so they can't consume it. And number two, make sure people aren't drinking and driving. After that, 
those are the two parameters. Now let's work in between and try to get things figured out. The very important question remains, will we get Sunday alcohol sales? If you were a betting man right now, what would you say? You will not get it within the next week, but I would not be surprised if you get it next year. All right. Uh, okay, uh, wrapping up here because I know you got to go. What are, what's another big topic that's going to get decided here over the next couple of days that people should keep an eye on? Uh, a lot of us are looking at what exactly is going to happen uh, with the issue of pre-K funding, uh, how much is going to be spent, uh, what, will be the, what will the online component look like. Uh, we're also talking about what's going to happen with ISTEP testing and also uh, the superintendent of public instruction uh, will be in a point of position, but will the House concur with the Senate on making the position appointed eight years from now as opposed to just four years from now? So lots of things out there. Like I said, big stuff, a uh, little bit of little stuff, but they all have given themselves a deadline of being wrapped up by next Friday, so we will see what happens. All right, Abdul, before we close, where can everybody hear and see you? Uh, Abdul Large weeknights at 6 at WIBC and WIBC.com, 93.1. Also, IndyPolitics.org, uh, you can find our work and usually check any newspaper. Just do a Google search. That's what I tell people. Abdul, I tell, thanks. I like to tell my wife, when you're looking for me, honey, just Google me. And you'll probably find out where I am. <laughs> Abdul, great work. Thanks, as always. My pleasure, my friend. The one and only Abdul Hakeem Shabazz should be a very interesting eight days left to go in the Indiana legislative session. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget, if you missed any part of today's show, check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Just search Central Indiana today. And as always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's the place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. So that's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better. It doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit. IndyPolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. 
Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 5389 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information... You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.